0: It's a dreadful ball, and Chelsea could be in here with Goff who goes for goal and scores! Finds the back of the net! Henry! What a goal!
1: Inspiration for Arsenal from Thierry Henry!
2: Miller, lovely cushion header for
1: Gerrard!
0: Oh, what a hit, mate. What a hit. The Ghost Goal Podcast. Welcome back to the Ghost Goal Podcast. We have another week of loaded soccer to break down. The champions Liverpool ran into the brick wall of VAR and they drew 1-1 in Brighton picked up some more injuries, but Diego Jota continues to be on fire as he scores again for the Reds. Manchester City finally rained down the goals and ended their goal drought as they bashed Burnley 5-0. Riyad Mahrez going home with the game ball after his hat trick. Manchester United came back for a big win at St. Mary's as they overturned a two-goal deficit thanks to Magic Man Bruno Fernandes and a brace from Cavani. It's still the Jose show as Mourinho's Tottenham went top of the table with a scoreless draw at Stamford Bridge with Chelsea, and Wolves went to Arsenal and won 2-1, but did suffer for a major loss with Jimenez going down with a bad injury. Has the magic worn off for Arteta? And here we are, Ghost Gold Podcast. I'm Adrian Pizarro. whole gang along. side me today, we got Alex Moss, Javier Arevalo. How's everybody doing today?
1: Oh, I was almost feeling too, too sick for this year. No I was able to pull <coughs> through. I'm sick. You know, there was some sickness coming through. May or may not have been Arsenal related. Are you down with the sickness? Ugh, just... Not looking forward to the footy these days, you know. Uh, well, you got, oh, you got the North London, Army and the way I've been weekend. backing Tottenham no, no, on no, those. You, can, you can look do.
2: forward to Europa League, that's that's what you guys look forward to now. You yeah, guys, that's where we get you, our wins. You enjoy your I, exactly. Thursday he, night ex, excursions.
0: I did see a very good tweet today. Europa League is a big boy tournament, soon to have the biggest club in England, the biggest club in Spain. And Manchester United all competing in it, and this was from an Arsenal account, so it's pretty good.
2: <laughs> it's very possible.
0: <laughs> this, I mean, Real Madrid, and Manchester United about to drop down, so uh, we'll see. We'll see how it happens. Uh, but let's start where all of it started: Brighton early on Saturday morning, which is a pun, seeing as Liverpool went to Brighton and, and drew with them uh, in early goal, or not early, but Diego Jota on the 60th, and then. A, a penalty in the uh, in stoppage time, and that was all she wrote. Liverpool had two goals taken off for off for um, for offsides, as that continues to be like a millimeter by millimeter uh, case. And then Jurgen Klopp went fucking apeshit on. Uh, national television in England complaining about Chris Wilder, complaining about substitutions, complaining about games happening quickly. Oh, yeah. And James Milner is, uh, added to the list of people who are injured for Liverpool, as was Allison, who missed in their Champions League game against Ajax this weekend or this week. And, uh, Casey Kelleher, uh, the Irish goalkeeper, shout out him. Get, get, wait, and I'm I sorry. Say, I'm sorry.
2: I'm sorry. Casey? Where the hell did Casey what, come from? Just because there was a Casey I, I, Keller for the United States? Yeah. A 100%. It's, it's,
0: that's it's, a 100% mess up. It's, it's Cueven. Right there. Okay, fine. I know that it's guy, a, I know it's uh, a hell
2: of a word to pronounce, but you know Irish names are dying I, out, I just, so I'm always happy when I see one that uh, I have to go Google myself.
0: I just want to publicly apologize. Um, yeah, our Irish kid, our
2: Irish population is going to be very disappointed at you calling him... What, what did you call him?
0: Casey? Casey? I think I called him Casey.
2: You said Casey I, cause, Keller. Because I'm just so
0: used to <laughs> Casey Keller. Um, I know I do want to publicly apologize because this kid played in our cup games last year. And I was like, this kid fucking sucks. Never let him play for Liverpool ever again. And he was magnificent against Ajax in the midweek. And um, we'll talk about the goalie situation in a minute coming up, but I, I, I want to take back all the bad things I said about him because he was very good against, um, against Ajax, and I'm excited for him to be in between the pipes this weekend against Wolves. But look, this game for Liverpool, I, I did not watch this live. This was the classic uh, 7.30 game. We all know I don't wake up for it. Uh, we all know that Jurgen Klopp also hates the 7.30 games. I don't know if that's in solidarity with me or if that's in solidarity of he wants his more his players to have rest, but I'm going to say it's because he individually wants me to watch all of the games conveniently, so that's why Jurgen Klopp yeah, it, hates 7.30 games. It has games. nothing to
2: do with his players getting uh, the recovery and... Uh... <laughs> getting no, up at, not. not having to wake up at 6am to go train and warm up for a game cuz
0: it's called that's the thing it's called deflection that's what Jurgen was doing by yelling at at the well, tv it's, reporters it's noon kickoff in england he's so trying it's to not. make this less about him exactly well, he's trying yeah, to make this about himself and not and the go, players the players wake
2: up train just because it starts at noon doesn't mean they're not waking oh, up okay. early also a mm-hmm. lot of these players when they first come to england they're they're go they're from spain or italy or Somewhere else in Europe. Most places in Europe, you're playing uh, at the earliest, like 3 p.m., and usually Mm -hmm. around 9 or 10 o'clock at night. So, you know, playing with your your spaghetti breakfast in you at noon on a Saturday feels weird. Like, early kickoffs on Saturday suck. They suck for everyone. Every time they come around, it doesn't matter who you're facing. Every time it happens to Chelsea, I'm thinking, oh my god, Burnley away. This is going to be a struggle with the early kickoff. And we beat them 3-0 anyway. I'm not, trying to, I'm not trying to brag. I'm just like, before those games, you think to yourself, something could go wrong here because it's not ideal uh, situations. But I hesitate to say Liverpool got screwed because I actually do think that penalty is that was given in the 93rd minute or whatever it was, It's was pretty consistent yeah. with a lot of them that we've seen this year where you know uh, except for the two the next day that were not
0: called like that
2: well which ones the uh,
0: there was one in the there was one in the united game I, I heard about and then i forgot the other one but there was there was, i've saw tweets about like two other goals two other issues like that on the next day that were not called penalties yeah but for the most part
2: especially this season i've noticed whenever a defender has gone to swing at like a, to clear a ball and the offensive player has got there and tapped it or put their their leg between them to stop them from cleanly clearing the ball and gets hit instead that's been given as a penalty and it i, I think it's one of those ones that people complain about because it it, it probably looks like more of a penalty in slow motion but it doesn't mean the contact didn't happen and Robertson got also got like none of the ball so yeah it, it, it it's tough especially with the two goals that were ruled off especially the Salah one. one the, the Salah one the Salah one was so close was so
0: close the technique on seems that seems like the was var so the too. var luck He's has been, been where he like kind of evening out A little bit. Uh, yeah. Well, we didn't have that much VAR luck last year. If you go and look it up, like you. No, no. First of all, if you look up the VAR luck last year, we were not in the top five or five or six in teams of that got VAR over or got got positively affected by VAR. And then I saw a tweet today that we've had like eight goals chalked off by VAR this year already, based on the like the a lot of these little like. Millimeter offside situations, and and even still, like I can pick out like the Aston Villa game last year where Firmino should have had that goal that was called off by his armpit. So, um, and I mean, I know there was a Diego Jota goal earlier this year that was that that got chalked off. Like we've gotten, I mean, it's not luck wearing off; it's the fact that we're not getting any of it is really what it is. But well, I mean, Liverpool uh,
2: changed the name, the nickname Liverpool changed from meaning far yeah. was benefiting you guys last year. And I know you bring up the one or two instances where it didn't, but. Uh, to now, I think now, it's a false I, narrative. It, it so. seems kind of it was fine, like or I, I guess it made sense last year, but then this year I'd have to agree. There's been a ton of VAR decisions that have just gone against you guys. I don't know if you guys are necessarily getting screwed by VAR, but uh, yeah, I think it's what Javier said of the luck just sort of evening out, and maybe it seems to be swinging a little too much the other way for you guys because you know uh, the biggest incident of the season was the. The, the injury on Van Dyke so far that mm-hmm. you know Henderson doesn't get any sort there's no sort of review on it well they said because Van Dyke was offside there was no there was no review necessary. It just feels like you're getting screwed if you're a Liverpool fan but you, you guys didn't play no, that no, well in look. this Brighton game you, like you know you, you had you had some decent chances and some goals that got chalked off by var that make it feel like it could have been like two or three nil but Brighton were very good themselves and honestly I think they deserved at the very least a point. The expected goals yeah, kind of fair. like reflected that. I'm not saying it's a complete uh, match of how the game should have gone, but Brighton were very good in their own right, and you know I kind of like this uh, this new triple-headed attack they have of uh, Maupay, Welbeck, and Connolly. Now I don't know how long uh, Welbeck and Connolly are going to stay healthy for, because neither of them ever really seemed to <laughs> to keep it going for that long. But in the last couple of games, Welbeck looks like he's kind of reaching his stride with Brighton, at least. Danny's back. Good
1: Danny's back. Boys. I mean,
0: who, was, he ever, was uh, he ever here? No, in the not first really, place? but, you know. Uh, at least he's back playing. <laughs> he's, he's popped, may, popped in from United time to time. Thing. He shows up with a goal against yeah. Leicester every year. Um, that's, that's probably fair. All right, let's quickly uh, look ahead. Liverpool take on Wolves this weekend. Uh, this game, uh, Klopp's already said that Thiago won't feature. He's still recovering from the injury from the Merseyside Derby with Richarlison. Uh, and. Allison picked up like a, a slight tight muscle, which means uh, the Irish goalkeeper is going to come in, who I thought <laughs> was much goalkeeper. better with the. Yeah, <laughs> you yep. Can just call him Kelleher. <laughs> Kelleher, <laughs> Fine, name. Kelleher is coming Casey in. Casey is coming Kelleher in. Kelleher is going to come in. Yes. and <laughs> <laughs> Mighty Casey at the bat. Um, uh, Kelleher will come in and play, in my opinion, because uh, he was just better with his feet and his distribution was fantastic against Ajax. Um, and then the bigger news is that Raúl Jiménez had that horrific injury in the Arsenal game, had to get surgery on his on his skull. I saw people arguing online whether or not he might ever play ever play again because they think that it could be a similar skull fracture to what happened to, um, to check. Yeah, and obviously a striker can't play with that type of um, helmet, is what I I did read. So I don't I don't want to. First of all, I love watching Raul Jimenez play. I, I mean, if you guys watch my videos for bets, I can't tell you how many times I've picked him to score. It's quite a lot. So, I feel I feel for Wolves because it, to lose a striker like that who's been so consistent and was potentially being linked with a move away, and that's a that's a very tough position to fill and they already obviously sold Diego Jota, so I don't really know who's Gonna come in and play at that position and be effective. I mean, you have Pedro Neto, you have Podence, who kind of is more of a winger. But... It was
2: Fabio Silva, the 18 year old who signed from Porto, uh, who came in th- against yeah, Arsenal, he and he wasn't he wasn't terrible. I, th- I thought he uh, played he's pretty like well, decent with his yeah, link up play. Pretty well, yeah, he's like pretty good with his link up play, but he doesn't give you the same goal threat that uh, Jimenez does, obviously. But you know, Neto and Podence and uh, Adama Traore, they all looked plenty busy enough uh, against arsenal but uh, i i give them a decent chance in uh this game it, it sucks that it's at anfield because you obviously uh lean towards you know liverpool maintaining that unbeaten be- streak but they could get a draw like i, I, don't, know, I don't i don't doubt could. the wolves could frustrate you guys keep it low scoring and get a 1-1 draw just like brighton did but um it, it's really Sounds- up to them.
0: Well- since Wolves have returned to the Premier League, Liverpool have not lost to them in the Premier League. They've beaten them every time, whether yeah. home or away. And they've, I they think they've shut them out all but one time, which was last January. Uh, I, I don't, I'm not expecting a shutout, but I, I am expecting a low scoring game. I think Liverpool will probably win 2 1, 2 0. And it, it'll be interesting to see what lineup Klopp runs out. He rotated heavily against Ajax in the midweek. And, was hoping to get guys rest. Firmino didn't start. Uh, Jota started, but, um, you know, he definitely rotated the squad. And and even that Ajax game, they didn't look particularly sharp. You can just tell how worn down this team is by the fact that, I mean – injury like is, shout out Wynaldum who still hasn't gotten a contract extension done yet but he's played almost every minute of football for them this year and has been fantastic
2: yeah is is anyone like due back is like Trent Alexander Arnold or uh anyone like I that? don't
0: think anybody's gonna be coming back for the weekend I think people will be getting once we get through the weekend I think that's when we'll start to get guys after that I still think I think Trent is close, and I think Thiago's close, but it, it varies like day to day based on the reports. And I still don't know what the latest with Milner is. If you look, I mean, you look at the lineup against Ajax midweek, and you've got Leighton Clarkson and Jack Kane, who are two youngsters who I've never even heard. Like, I don't even, I think I know Jack Kane, but I I don't know these guys at all. So they're on the bench, though, right? Yeah, they're on the bench, but. I mean, if Henderson, Curtis Jones, and Wynaldum get hurt, there's not a lot of depth that's going to come into midfield. That's not an attacking player like Minamino or playing Firmino in in and some form of a midfield. You know, playing as a number ten and dropping to two holding midfielders. So there's there's just not a lot of depth to go around right now. So that's my biggest concern. Again, put Joel Matip in in a uh, in. Um, Bubble wrap in between games because that guy cannot get hurt. They're they're gonna have like I know a lot of people don't have said that they're not gonna buy in January. I don't know how they don't. There was a lot of talk of this kid Perishers who played center back well for Ix against us the other night that he's been linked. And I, I look I'll take any I'll take a, a a warm body at this point. But I'm not I'm not this is not the time for us to be having an injury crisis because they're basically playing football every three days. They, they do get to rotate heavily when they go and play, uh, Michelin in the Champions League next week because they've already won the group. They'll, they'll just run out whoever. But I don't even know if Shakiri will be ready for this weekend. So this, I, I still think Liverpool can win, but I, it's not going to, uh, go well. I'll say. Yeah. That. I
1: could, I could even see a draw with the way that, I mean, I know Arsenal are not a big litmus test for teams right now, but with the way they played, even losing their Talisman Jimenez, um, and they've been on a really good, really good form of late, so I could see them getting a, a sneaky draw against you guys, especially if there's a little bit of a Champions League hangover. But like you said, I think you guys have rotated a lot in the midweek, um, and still got the wins. So I don't know how much of a factor that's going to be. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a one-one draw. I think, I think it's, I think Liverpool are a little bit with this injury crisis. Just you guys aren't completely on form right now, and I think. Mane's goals have kind of dried up right now. I know Salas coming back from COVID. You guys are kind of getting goals from, from weird places right now. Yeah. Oh, Diogo Oh, well, is no, a weird but he's, place. He's 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 probably the one consistent goal scorer right now on the team. And I know Salas. It's not like he's been playing badly since he's come back from COVID, but. I mean, I don't. I don't know if I disagree. I don't know if I agree with that. Like, fine, the Brighton
0: game. But I mean, that's the thing though. They should have scored. They had two other goals in the back of the net. Yeah, that that's not, fair. Cost offer. For whatever and then I mean they scored three against Leicester so uh, I just it just misses I just miss having James Milner and I mean they pretty much swapped James Milner for for Jordan Henderson on the lineup I don't know, I, I still think they can win but I mean I'm all, I always think they can win that's that's just uh, I'd probably say 2-2 two, two.
2: I think it could be a pretty high scoring game yeah I don't know just I feel like your best strategy is just sort of return to the old ways and uh, focus on your attack rack up the goals and things will fall into place. If you get if you get Salah and Mane like backfiring again along with Jota, then there's mm-hmm. not not gonna be many teams that can keep up with that kind of firepower, even if you do have, you know, kids playing at the back.
0: Let's go back real quick. Wolves beat Arsenal two one. Arsenal and their goalless streak of not scoring from uh from the play finally <laughs>
2: <laughs> It only took what, like nine hours, something like that.
1: Yeah, it was something blades. open play, Could have sorry. scored a few more in this game. Yeah, you know, we're getting there. We're getting there. We're slowly. No, you're not. Okay, do not you're change not the narrative. Right. This was this awful. this is pretty awful. You're...
2: The Wolves game was right. awful. From the moment that Jimenez went down with that injury, I mean, I obviously felt terrible for him. But my first thought was, oh, this obviously helps Arsenal. This is the main guy who's been showing up against.
1: Yeah, not gonna lie. I thought I was sides. like, ah, we should, you know, we should be able to carry on and win from here.
2: But it just got worse. It just it made Neto and Podence and Adama Traore all think to themselves, it's my time to shine. And they all did. They all played really, really well and tore you guys to shreds. They, they could have scored four or five. They were, especially in the second half, they didn't get either of their goals then. But because you guys had to open yourselves up to try and get back into the game, there were chances galore at the other end. And Leno did pretty well to keep it at 2-1 for as long as he did.
1: Yeah, I mean, there wasn't... Uh... There wasn't too many positives from this game outside of the the goal scoring, that we slightly improved on and looked a little bit better. Are you we did angry? Go,
2: are you just are you just resigned?
1: Or like, I want I want some anger, well, Javier. I'm, I'm pretty upset. Yeah, I'm on. pretty upset that Willian, of course, had to start again this game. You know the Thomas Partey injury. I thought he was going to be back. Um, now it looks even doubtful that he's going to be back for the North London Derby this weekend. So. Oh
2: my yeah. God! Yeah. So uh,
1: apparently these mus- muscle injuries, you know, they're sometimes they. It looks like it's going to be a week or two, and it can be three or four, and
2: you know. Supposedly Holland just picked up an injury today that's going to rule him out until oh, January. Wow.
1: Um, yeah, I did hear that. Yeah, let's I talk about
2: Dortmund after yeah. I placed my part. No, 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 no. <laughs> no Alex. Holland. No, no, no. Just an aside. <laughs> no, we're not. No, we're not. <laughs> <But difficult>. these, <laughs> these random injuries can.
0: <laughs>
1: On a scale of one to ten, how much do you hate oh, Arsenal? man, you know? I mean, I don't hate my team, but it's just like. They're they're so incredibly frustrating to watch right now. Like I, I used to have fun watching them, even under Emery, until maybe the last like ten or twelve games under Emery, which we became pretty miserable to watch. But it seems like now it's just like they're not even fun to watch. I'm just like, oh, this is gonna be like ninety minutes of, like paint dry, and then like we probably are gonna like draw. And I don't know, it's not not fun right now. That's and that's yeah, a good that's day. That's a good day, right. <laughs> you know, we've lost what, four out of our last five games? It's not a good look. Three not in a, row a good at look. Home. But the only Three positive I take is that we're that still only eight me. points off the top. Like everyone else is dropping points as well. And, and it seems like this is going to be a difficult year, you know, in terms of Liverpool drawing to Brighton and, and City, you know, losing randomly and teams like Chelsea United. I mean, they're going to, I know they're going to lose games to teams like Wolves or, or Leeds. And I don't know. It's, uh, while it's, I just feel like you guys lose those games more than the right other now, sides yes, do. Right now, yes, right now. But I think that at some point we're gonna have to turn our form around, and I think it's gonna coincide when with Partia coming back. I think he's. I, I think I've said it a lot on this podcast how big of a, a part are he, of the side he's already become. And I mean, granted, Jocko is dog shit in this last game. He was just passing. There was there was a couple of clips of him of Gabriel like breaking through, like recovering a ball, and then like. Shaka just like taking the ball from him and passing it back to our keeper like 30 yards when like Gabriel was like trying to put one of our players <laughs> through so I don't know I'm just uh, I'm pretty pissed right now that we we uh, were having to play players like Shaka and, and William and you know Pepe's made a mess of things and I don't know why Reese Nelson couldn't get more game time in this game but yeah, just uh it's been disappointing all around for Arsenal right now. It's it's not 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 good times to be an Arsenal fan. And I mean a lot of people are trying to say that no matter who we have as like players or coach like until we get new owners and and start being able to actually like buy good players that nothing's going to change, which I don't know. It's been in the back of my mind the last few weeks just kind of like was it enough what we did this summer, you know, going and getting Gabriel and Partey?
2: No. You you got you got three signings. One of them was a free transfer from a What should be a rival of yours. And then the other two were good signings. Gabriel, definitely a good signing. Parte, good mm-hmm. signing, but he has an injury history. He'd only I, ever gotten hurt twice he's...
1: at Athletico Madrid. He'd been out a total of a month in like five years. So now he does not have. Yeah. The last five years, yeah. really? Yeah, he been out 31 days.
0: Yeah, but he just didn't – but he didn't play as much at, at Letty. I, I think he did. managed yeah, – They weren't as Yeah, heavily maybe they reliant managed his
1: minutes him. more. I remember there was a lot of games where he'd come off the bench and stuff to, to shore up the game for them, but
2: – Yeah, it's a new league. There's obviously the whole factor of it being a condensed season for COVID that might come into play. Uh, yeah, it just seems like for you guys, what you did was like pretty good. You didn't make bad signings per se. But you're just—you were so far behind at the end of last season that you needed more, uh, more than most of the other teams and most of the, your rivals, probably in and around the the for the top six. Definitely made more improvements than you guys did. You know, Everton, Tottenham, Chelsea, Wolves made like a couple signings. They. Uh, And let some players go, but there's a lot of like teams that you're trying to be at the same level as, Arsenal trying to be at the same level as, that did far more in the transfer market and are probably getting more out of those players at the moment. Not to mention Aubameyang's gone on this this drought since re-signing. Yeah, Aubameyang, Lacazette.
1: I mean, they've just been pretty dreadful these last two months, basically now, and it's it's a very worrying stretch. We've never really had our strikers, other than Giroud, go this cold before, so. I'm a little curious what you think of Willick,
2: who's been playing the last two Premier League games. Like, they're trying to get some more goals in the with him. Yeah, team I don't know. I, I guess... With him? I think he's... He, Should he be playing over Reese Nelson? Because Nelson always seems like a, well, like a better Willick's, and more Willick's energetic player. Willick's played in the player. last
1: two games we, because we've been playing the four He's been playing, like, a Willick, Partey, or Willick, um, Ceballos, and Shaka midfield. And he hasn't been playing the, the five at the back. And I don't know if... I think a lot of people are trying to say, you know, we're not ready to, to, to play with that system without Partey and the team. And so we should, you know, go back to the old system and it's just kind of a mess right now, you know. And I'm, I've am i definitely started doubting Arteta a little bit just in, in the, you know, why does he keep playing these players? But then again, maybe he doesn't have that many options. You know, maybe right now he just has dog shit players and he's going to have to keep playing them till he gets some results and – you know, I like that he's tried different formations, and most of the time he makes the right changes at the right time, like during the game, so that's something positive. But it's worrying that we're relying so heavily on Willian, who's done nothing for since the first game of the season. So
2: Is this North London Derby coming up this weekend? Uh, let me see what time it's on. Uh, it's
0: on Sunday. It's
2: 11.30. Yeah. Is this game a must-win or a must-not-lose? I mean,
1: I think it's a must-win, like... This is, Yeah, I mean, can this is the type win? of game that the players yeah, are going to get win. up for it, right? Like, they they know that this is the most important game for Arsenal fans in the season. And this is the type of game where Tottenham on top of the table. If we can get a win in this game, you know, that would give some confidence and belief back into the team. And, and we'd be able to, you know, I think we'd put ourselves five points behind Tottenham at that point, you know, and it wouldn't look nearly as bad as if we lose this game and it's 11 point gap. So, I think this is the type of game where Arteta is going to be looking at it, you know, we've already qualified first in our group in Europa. He's going to play, you know, as young and and as, you know, little of a first team as he can tomorrow in the Europa League, and I'm sure we're going to be, re- you know, have all eyes forward to to this Spurs game on on Sunday. So, I think we can win it. I think that the way that Tottenham play could suit our play style as well. Defensively, we don't make nearly as many mistakes. I think it's more of a case of we can't create that much but against the Tottenham side who likes to sit back and play on the counter attack you know that's not that's not the worst type of side for us to be playing against right now so i don't know if they're going to try to go Why? swashbuckling and 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 attacking us cuz we're not playing that well you know who knows with Mourinho right now he's uh he seems to be i, I feel like that
2: would favor you if if you know Spurs take on the the burden of you know being the aggressor... I think they're going to. I think they're going to you, say
1: to themselves, you know, this is a, this is not a good Arsenal side right now. Know. We should go out and win, and they're going to be attacking us, and they always do with with Kane and Son. I don't think they're going to try to sit back, but that's what they've been doing in the last few games. They've just been sitting back and, and trying to play on the counter. So we'll see how much respect they give us.
2: You could reverse the psychology there and say. Tottenham know that you're desperate and that you need a win, so they can just sit back while you guys attack them, and then they can a- unleash that Kane Son counterattack on you guys. I mean, y- you could play it either way. It really depends what's in each head. Kane does head. dog us every time um, he
1: plays us, though. So I'm just, I think. I mean, Son, yeah, Son as well. Uh, Son, <laughs> Son, no, Son, not so much. Oh, he scored the last yeah, game. Yeah, but before that, the, he hadn't uh, scored in like four or five games against us. But it was, it's really just Kane who. Uh, who's been the, the destroyer of Arsenal and the heir apparent to Didier Drogba in terms of scoring against us in every fucking game. So him and Vardy, hate the sight of you them. You guys are
2: going to need to probably return to that 3-4-3 to have any chance against this uh, this system that Tottenham have, where, you know, in Do- uh, sorry, not Ndombele, Sissoko and uh, Hoiberg, like, they they drop in to basically form, like, a back six, it's it's an absolute pain in the ass to I, break I've, down, as I'm sure you know, we'll I've talk seen, about in a second. But. Um,
1: like I thought that Jaka and Ceballos would be better in like a four three three formation with more support in the midfield, but they really haven't been. They've been pretty shitty, and they've been kind of playing as if they were in the three four three, but and just leaving Willick kind of isolated further up the field. And I don't know, it's very disjointed at the moment in that formation. And and I like you said, I think I want to see the in the against you know a Tottenham side who are playing really well right now, top of the table. I'd like to see a more defensive approach. And I I know we could nick a goal or two and, and, you know, even possibly shut them out. Like the way that they're playing, the amount of chances they're creating, it's not that many. So I think if we try to limit Kane's, um, you know, through balls and, and Sons runs in behind, then we, we, we could get something out of this game.
2: The problem is you guys don't have N'Golo Kante to, uh, to help do that or Tiago Silva, uh,
1: no, I, we have, we have mean, the better the Brazilian center back. You're right. We have Gabriel God. Gabriel better than Tiago. I mean, <laughs> hilarious. There's no <laughs> disputing that.
0: Someone mute his microphone. Yeah. Up, right? I was about to say, can we switch now? to like
2: doing Zoom calls for this so I can just mute Javier? <laughs> <laughs> uh, of those two players, which played in a Champions League final like two months ago and which. Uh, which one has never played in the Champions League? Uh, well, that's not true either. He played against Chelsea for Lille in the Champions League last year. But no, that's fair. Gabriel Zikic about... about for Arsenal. It's not his Arsenal. fault. The rest of the He's team. He's a good sucks. player. I don't want to use this to. I just, I just think, just because Chelsea and Manchester City kind of kept uh, Tottenham's like number of attempts on goal down, does not mean that's going to trans- transfer to Arsenal. Uh, I'm pretty confident that Tottenham win this one. Probably like. I think it's gonna be like three nil, but somehow like a close who's three 0 Who's
1: been scoring? Like, yeah, I know that we haven't been at it lately, but like no one's been scoring three goals on us. Like, you keep calling other teams to score three goals on us, and it hasn't happened yet. So, uh, maybe two uh, one. You got like you said. Uh, maybe you guys they are beat us two uh, one. Like they're not beating us three nil. Didn't dude.
2: Villa just beat you three nil at home? Like, oh, right okay, yeah, the yeah, international yeah, break? I, uh, oh, yes, yes, yes.
0: Yes, <laughs> yes you have the Villa if game. Villa can do it. Tottenham got, can do it. <laughs> Yep, we got the Villa game. I mean the Liverpool game was September, I'll give you that one. But yeah, don't forget about that one. Yeah. Yeah, just the, just
2: Villa, the game, Villa game. But that was those How about this? I'll say I'll say three one. Three one. Okay.
0: It's a little
2: more respectable. Put a little bit more respect you, in it. You guys two 0 y- You guys need two nil. Y- you guys need to be Under able to transition right from there. from defense to attack far more quickly than you have been. Let's say 1-1 one, one, draw. Aubameyang is at one, his one, best.
0: Draw. You're not getting a 1-1 one, one draw. I, I
2: would don't. love it if you it's did. Please do. Please. 2-1 win. win. the players I
1: mean, get up to it. Fuck Tottenham. We've been needing to beat Tottenham it. for a while. You I think the players. that's the only top 6 club that Arteta hasn't gotten a win against. So it's time. It's time. I'm actually surprised you're not like a little scared about this one. You guys might get
0: slapped around.
2: Yeah, that's that's what I'm trying to get at. Like oh, I I'm, po- I'm not I to possibly down was, too
1: much I mean, cuz it's, it's apparently Kane is a knock and might not play. So, if that happens
2: they they said he said got a chance to to play this weekend. There's there no Kane
1: and they start does, Vinicius. You know.
0: They won't start Vinicius, they'll, they'll just start Saul bail. through the middle and throw <laughs> yeah, or Bale and then throw right, Well, Bale's been Lucas playing Mora golf, I'm now. not too like,
2: worried they, about they, him. Yeah, it's always a good sign uh, that Jose Mourinho is, you know, starting to get his guys to buy in. When it's uh, nil nil at Stamford Bridge in like the 80th minute, and instead of bringing on Bale, you bring on Ben Davis to play at left wing. That's what happened on Sunday for, against Chelsea. It was kind yeah, of fun. Jose it was kind of fun to watch.
0: Very much on his bullshit. Alex, you briefly want to? You got Chelsea taking on Leeds this weekend. You guys get the draw against. Um, you get the draw against Spurs. You're not far away from top of the table yourselves. How much does it suck that Chelsea-Leeds is happening this weekend and there's no fans in the stands?
2: Well, actually, this is the first week or the first game that there will be fans back in the stadium. So um, it's the perfect game for that because it's going to be high scoring, I hope. Uh, We said something similar about Leeds-Everton last uh, week and Leeds only won uh, 1-0, but it it literally could have been 3-3 at halftime. So it was probably one of the more surprising low scoring games that you'll you'll see but with the form that a lot of uh our our players uh have been in especially our attacking players uh I, i'm pretty confident this one is going to hit whatever the general over is for the game i don't have that number in front of me but working on i'm, I'm thinking i'm thinking like a, a three two four three maybe even it's it's going to be an absolute humdinger and uh if chelsea come out and play well and have like an energetic approach that you you need against a team like Leeds, then I think we might even win like three one or something because
1: I kind of uh, I kind feel like it might be lower scoring than for that. this
2: Champions League game. Well, yeah, just because of
1: the, and the just Leeds the way that game. Leeds have I'll, been playing recently. A, sorry, that the they've Everton been game missing obviously a lot of chances, but they've kept clean sheets in the last two games for Arsenal and Everton, both teams that we thought were going to be lots of goals in, and I.
2: You don't think Benfordinho is going to come back with a vengeance at Stamford Bridge? Right. You don't ex- think he's got exactly this one circled ask. on it? I, I expect Leeds to show up because Leeds Chelsea used to be—it used to be our rivalry. It used to be our uh, the closest thing we had to a rival. You know, we ne- that never really happened with Fulham, Arsenal, and Tottenham have their own thing going on, and we hate both of them. But you know, you guys are separate. Uh, QPR, Crystal Palace—none of these teams are like in London. Are really on our level and have like a direct rivalry with us so this leads the one positive i'll say of Leeds being back up is that we can hope to try and reignite this rivalry plus you have the whole factor of uh two years ago marcelo bielsa and frank lampard got into a very big dispute uh during the championship season when frank was at uh derby over bielsa having someone effectively spy on frank lampard's derby team before they played And it was a whole media circus. Marcelo Bielsa came out and explained what information he wanted to gather and how it wasn't in his mind cheating and had a whole PowerPoint presentation to, you know, enrapture the journalists. Uh, But at the end of the day, uh, Darby beat Leeds in the playoff semifinal to go to the playoff final. They didn't win that one, but they came back from like 2-1 down to win like 3-1 or in the first leg to win like 3-1 at Leeds in the second leg and completely take the air, the air out of their sails and almost got Marcel Bielsa fired. So uh, Frank and Bielsa have history and these two teams are perfectly suited to go up and have an absolute goal fest against each other. And I was going to say that Chelsea, most of our first team is now completely fully rested for the first time in a, in a long time now. I, I was surprised when I saw the lineup against Sevilla today and we had nine different uh, ch- or nine different changes from the Tottenham game. Uh, a bunch of players that are either backups or uh, were first team players that had injuries like uh, Christian Pulisic and Kai Havertz uh, both got minutes to try and get some fitness. I'm really looking forward to just how high scoring this game can be and I'm kind of salivating at the uh, number of goals that Team of Werner especially is going to rack up with all the space that this Leeds team allow in behind. Like uh, they're perfectly capable of coming to Stamford Bridge and winning. I'm not going to be deluded and say, you know, this is an easy win for Chelsea. But uh, I, I just think, you know, end of the day, the quality is going to shine through in terms of taking those chances. And I, I think we just have a bit too much of it uh, for leads to overpower. I'm, gu- I'm going to probably say plus like 4-2, 4-2 Chelsea.
0: Over three and a half is at plus 138. That's, that's a for sure lock on my list of things that I will be betting this weekend by the way um, so look out for that video It'll come out on Friday Southampton Manchester United was quite the ordeal Southampton go up 2-0 in the first half and then United come back storm back and score three Bruno Fernandes getting the first and then a Cavani brace and Cavani might be uh getting suspended for three games for a inappropriate comment on Instagram after the game Did you, I, I didn't see so, what the actual comment was supposedly it was in Spanish. And it was in Spanish. It's a word for black. It's similar to the word that Luis Suarez used against Patrice. Oh, the Everett. Spanish
2: word for black that is coincidentally the same racial slur. And yeah. uh, Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. I don't yes. think he's
1: going to get suspended uh, um, for that. I was like, in, to say, in like, like Spanish culture, like, like a, nobody blinks an eye when you say that. So
0: um, as much as you say that, Let's not forget that Bruno Fernandez got suspended for something very similar with what he did with Mendy last year. It did get appealed. It did. It, it didn't happen right away, but there's that's a that's a possibility that, that Cavani could get a suspension from this. But I don't want to make this about I was about that. to say we should probably focus um, that, on
2: how well he played because
0: <laughs> yes, that's exact. But that's that's and it's the I just wanted to mention it. But having Edison Cavani available like this for Manchester United how big is that for them right now like is that something that is going to really like save Ale or is that Ole or is that going to be something or is this something that he's hot right now and then he's going to cool off like where are you guys at with Cavani in the Premier League so far
2: it's it's what Manchester United need because I mean I'm not saying that they don't have attacking threats because Martial Rashford Bruno Fernandes has a great goal threat but uh, all of those players, none of them, uh, well, maybe Rashford to some degree, but none of them really have that, like, ingrained uh, center forwards instinct where you saw for both goals, but particularly the, uh, actually, you know, straight up for both goals, the, the run that Cavani makes for the first goal that he gets his head on from a deflection, uh, everyone else is just standing there and watching it, including the defenders and including his own teammates, and Cavani just is in his instincts to just make a cut towards goal, time it correctly. He gets a bit of luck from the defender keeping him way on side, and he gets the goal that makes it that basically equalizes it, and then follows a shot to uh, to win it for them in, in injury time. Marcus Rashford is probably one of the only other players in their squad right now that I think would have the instinct to do that, but he just hasn't quite honed that uh, the 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 repeating of that those kinds of runs over and over again yet like Cavani has now I don't know if they can play him every week he's probably going to be on a similar sort of uh, fitness plan that we Chelsea have Thiago Silva on because they obviously are a little bit more advanced in age but when they can utilize him at the the right times he's going to be uh, a great weapon for them just
1: with that experience alone yeah I think he adds a he did play. I think he has Champions a different League dimension for like most... to the team. You know, he he gives them a sort of power that I feel like they just didn't have before. I don't think and Gallo was like giving them the the type of runs and, yeah. and presence in the box from set pieces that Cavani gives. But like you said, Alex, I don't think you can play the guy week in and week out. I think you use him, you know, off the bench a lot, kind of like an Olivier Giroud, where he can he can just give you a completely different type of game plan. But the guy is frustrating as hell. I mean, I know that he got those finishes there, but you watch him, you know, week in, week out playing, and the guy will miss three or four sitters in a game and you United
2: United missed one or two before getting the two goals. United will
1: United fans, you know, they may be cheering him on and, and saying, you know, how great of a signing he is right now, but just, just give it a little bit, United fans, because in a few weeks, you might be cursing Cavani's name if, if, you know, it looks like Marcus Rashford might be get injured right now and might not play this weekend, so we might see a Cavani start. If that is the case, you know, uh, I kind of fancy the West Ham's chances in this game and think that they, you know, the, they got, United yeah. got pretty damn lucky against Southampton, and like they were playing they i don't know they were getting they were getting, I don't they know were about getting dominated
2: they, they made two pretty big changes when they were down 2-0 yeah, that basically uh, swat, like, the De Gea change
1: got forced on them and pretty much as soon as that happened they they were able to get their three goals back i don't know how much your goalkeeper changing has to do with you you know keeping a clean sheet in the second half and, well
2: they were they were down 2-0 at halftime and brought on Cavani and Henderson at the same time and then won the second half 3-0 so I, I think we can give Oleg credit for that like, pretty good credit. He fucked up the starting lineup, but, you know, he, he fixed does, it.
0: Does Dean Henderson start? Well, no, Dean he Henderson De Gea started start again in the
1: midweek, so I don't know. Yeah, but did he 3-1. play particularly well?
0: <laughs> yeah, like, I, I definitely read a couple tweets on they're, the internet they're, that were. They're not paying David De Gea, De Gea like yeah.
1: £350,000 a week. I'm pretty sure they have to play him, you know? So. You, I they mean, don't have to, but Ole
2: has shown time and time again that he's going to. Yeah, he's said in the media like
0: world he's still the best goalkeeper in the
1: world. I'm like, "All right, Ollie, like he's still the best goalkeeper in the world, so you can go ahead and play him.
0: Might not be, I don't think he, I don't I don't think he's the best goalkeeper at Manchester United, but it's it, It's not the me. goalkeeper
2: that seems to be the issue for them. I think it's it seems to be the the pace and positioning of a lot of their defenders when teams counter uh, against them. Yep. It's uh we all know about Harry Maguire. He's good defender but probably not best suited to having to chase neymar and mbappe back uh <laughs> for 50 yards or something uh few people are but they yeah they just need to uh find that right that right balance between being able to go forward and attack teams I, I like think, west ham i think without also we have to say getting countered
1: we were wrong about you west ham we're sorry david moyes yeah, we were talking about them as we're, relegation we're, candidates. We're very and sorry and here on the School pod for all three of us mentioning that you might be a relegation candidate. I kind of had you in that 16-17 spot. I don't think you're going to be there at the end of the season. I think you're going to be much higher. I've been betting on West right. <laughs> the last couple and weeks. And again, they got a they got a big <laughs> win against Villa over the weekend, even though Villa were really pushing for it at the end there. you know ha- Missed a penalty, had a couple of goals called off by VAR. I mean, it was ridiculous. The, the the amount of things that went against Villa in that game for West Ham to get the win, but they still got the win. And to me, this West Ham team reminds me of uh, Moise's old Everton team. They're hard to beat. You know, they're going to get a goal or two every game. They're going to be in contention for those sixth, seventh, eighth spots. And, you know, it seems like he's kind of brought West Ham to where the owners have been wanting to get them, which is just in contention for, you know, Europa League and always being a team that's going to be hard to break down. And this is without their best player so far since, you know, basically since COVID started, which is Mikel Antonio, you know, he's been out for these last few games. They've still been getting wins, you know, haven't been losing, still been finding goals from somewhere. So I think it's impressive right now, Uh, this West Ham side. And I think Antonio is going to be coming back into a team that's still on, on good form and who well, knows he- where this West Ham team is going to go. So I think they're a little, little scary. And that's why I think I'm going to call 2-2. 2-2.
2: But United's uh, United's away form, though, is It's
0: it's good, good. it is. They've been really good. I'll I'll say this, though. West Ham beat Manchester United last September at the London Stadium and drew Manchester United 1-1 at Old Trafford last year. Mikel Antonio started the first half of the Aston Villa game and all the reports said he just didn't look fit, whether or not he'd be ready to go. But, I mean, yes, we know United can't play well with these teams that have super fast counterattacking players if Mikael Antonio is not out there for West Ham there's really nobody on West Ham that's going to play like
2: I that I would disagree uh, Jared Bowen you know he scored in that, yeah. that Villa game uh, set up uh, another one I think uh, side Ben Rama is starting to actually yeah get Ben Rama looks these, pretty good there are two yeah. players that I was talking about like at the end of the transfer window when West Ham locked mm-hmm. up that Ben Rama deal on the last day I was saying that these those are two players that were absolutely tearing up the championship. And uh, you, they're, they're both goal scorers. They're not just creative wide players. They're players that want to cut in on to their their stronger foot. For Bowen, cut in from the right side onto his left, Ben Rama, the opposite. They want to cut in and they want to uh, get between the lines and, and score goals. Uh, so, Hallaire has proved to be like not the worst uh, backup option uh, until Antonio comes back. But if Antonio's back to pair with those other two, Wingers, then all of a sudden they become a very scary counter-attacking team, and that's that's before you even mention how well they're playing defensively. With you know Declan Rice uh, marshaling basically that entire defense from a defensive midfield position, uh, they, yeah, they they look like a team that's actually finding that rare balance that everyone uh, uh, everyone look, looks for in a, in a team. So uh, I'm probably going to say two one Manchester United. Uh, the yeah the away form thing I, I think that's kind of real they, they've not been great at Old Trafford so far this season and it's been it's been tough for them to get results there but away from home Newcastle Southampton uh, all these teams they're putting up three or four goals in a lot of these games and Fernandez is like he's kind of started to re- rediscover the form from when he first uh, signed it into the 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 restart that makes him probably one of the best goal scoring midfielders, if not the best goal scoring midfielder in the in the league. So there's there's some concerns over Rashford's shoulder uh, and Martial not playing too well, but I think they have enough with uh, Fernandez and uh, Donny Vanderbeek starting to actually become a a real partner for him in midfield um, with their one and two touch passing. That that I think they can. Yeah, we finally got the start last week and he looked really
1: good. So I'm sure they're going to start him again. Yeah.
2: They just need someone that can just help get United on the ball and help them keep the ball and keep control of games. And Van Der Beek's very well suited to do that. And eventually, he'll start popping up with goals like he did at Ajax. He had a great goal scoring record there. So,
0: uh, penalty awarded? Yes or no? Just, just bet yes. Just bet
2: yes in every Manchester United game. Just do it. I think they had one today. Stop asking again, didn't the they? question and just. No, I don't think they did today.
0: I thought they did. Unless they Hang missed on. it,
2: because. Uh, uh, well, whatever. Yeah, I, I would just yeah, just bet that United. No, they did penalty. not. Penalty.
0: All right. Um, that about wraps it up for us. Uh, should be an important. Should it be a fun weekend. We obviously North London derby. Chelsea leads. Liverpool Wolves would be decent. I first of all, I just want to say real quick, I hate the Sunday two o'clock kickoff time. We, we've been it's over just, this. I Javier hate has criticized it. it's honestly for liking Monday NFL. <laughs> no, it's just like. It, yeah, well it's part of it's the NFL and, and it's like I'm going to yes, go over yes, and, I have, and Alex. I'm going to watch you're, the game you are liking the
1: uh, false football people that the the fake football it's just American well, it's, football.
2: Yeah. I like I like Irish it football. Yeah, when you family, say football so. in America American everyone looks football. at you like
1: oh yeah the Sunday football? Yeah, football
0: football. We're not we're not having a conversation about the the Term football. I like all forms of football. I love sports. I'm not going to get into a soccer versus football debate. Right it's, now. Not it's not even a debate. I'm to say, I just waiting. It turns out people use different the,
2: words in different countries. Who would have thought?
0: Yeah, um, I just hate waiting until 2 p.m. on Sunday to watch my team. The the 12:30 Saturday. It's slot better than, is than the favorite. Monday 3 p.m. All I really want. Yeah i'm off mondays now so i don't mind monday afternoon football but i understand that i'm privileged in that situation so uh, i can at least acknowledge that That's an important fact that we've all learned in 2020 Bobby, acknowledge it's, your privilege. it's tough
2: to play monday games in the premier league when you're too busy playing champions league on tuesday and wednesday
0: this is true this is true
2: i'm sorry i had to get my my no comment don't, don't apologize comment.
0: for that that was really good alex <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, follow us along at Ghost cool at Andrew Pissar, at ASMOS 92, at JavierRev9, 9, and until next week, see ya!